that's so important to give our data scientists all the data that they need and as quickly yeah. as possible so that they don't have to go through multiple approvals with multiple data openers mm -hmm. because it takes so much time and so much effort where they can actually do what they are good at, which is creating data models. I wanted to say a big thank you to our sponsor, Talent Insights. Talent Insights are Australia's leading data specialist recruitment business. They are experts in recruitment strategy and delivery for analytics and data teams. They are the go-to recruitment business for all your data roles in Australia, and they can help both with permanent hires and short-term project-focused data resources. I've used Talent Insights in the past, and I've always found them fantastic to work with. Visit them at talentinsights.com.au. So, Nona, maybe if we can jump into data culture, and I wanted to ask you your views on data culture. You mentioned it before briefly, but I, I know that there's a lot of focus from you and a lot of improvements that you've done throughout your career in the space of the data culture for an organization. Could you tell us about your, your perspective and how you like to think about it and how you help organizations improve their data culture? I think in our case, it was... Uh, at RMIT, it was quite easy. And I explained why. Uh, it's because we have quite an amazing leadership. Uh, our vice chancellor, uh, Martin Wien, uh, my immediate uh, boss, chief financial officer, Kate Core, uh, unfortunately, she left last week um, to join another organization. They were really, really supportive from the outset. Mm -hmm. uh, to create that sort of data-driven uh, decision culture. Um, it happened, it started happening even before uh, I come on board because um, Martin Bean really wanted uh, his executives uh, to have very clear set of KPIs based on real sort of data uh, mm -hmm. and make decisions not based on someone's opinion uh, because you can imagine it's mm -hmm. university. Every single person, every single academic has an opinion, <laughs> right? Uh, and it's really hard to make decisions <laughs> if you don't have uh, the right facts. Um, mm -hmm. And so for us, it was quite easy. We sort of fit in very nicely. Um, but um, and, and even with um, Information Governance Council, um, one of the uh, recommendations was uh, to turn it into real decision-making body um, mm -hmm. and, and make sure that um, uh, people treat data with respect that it, deserve, uh, it deserves. And so um, we really done, we have done that. Uh, mm. uh, you know, we, uh, for example, um, this month, uh, we'll release uh, first two modules of our data literacy program Wow! Uh, for the whole university. Uh, one wow. is data at RMIT that mm -hmm. talks about how data is structured, how data is managed in generic terms. Mm -hmm. And I will make sure that every one of the executive team has done that. Um, uh, and, you know, it's, it's been really well received as well because, uh, again, we have sponsorship from um, uh, one of our deputy vice chancellor, um, Alex Subic, who is managing STEM college. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and, and, you know, 
just it, it's amazing how you can um, come to a very busy executive and ask them to um, I don't know spend a, f- a few minutes with us and record a video uh, introductory video to that data literacy model and they will say yes no problem uh, and so uh, this was the first module that we're going to release this uh, you know very soon and the other one is um, uh, uh, data governance at RMIT, mm-hmm. because I want to make sure that it's not just the policy document that uh, defines uh, all of the accountability. Everyone at university is trained mm-hmm. uh, and understands where to find the supporting materials, uh, what their roles are, and so on and so forth. So it's it's been it's been an amazing job uh, done by my data governance team. Incredible! Wow, that is that is um. It's very, very impressive, and um, and it's it's great to to see that you've been able to get the the support from the highest level of the organization um, to to create and, and help the the data culture move forward. Uh, I actually actually probably want to talk about something else as well as part of yes. the data culture. Um, this is a, a, a educational institution, right? Our key focus is to make sure that our students are ready for life and, and, and work. This is RMIT vision, uh, which I uh, completely subscribe to. And so what we really want to do uh, is to make sure that we support our students in every possible way. So anyone who is interested in data can also participate in um, Data Innovation Hub. It's a new initiative. Mm-hmm where we will give uh, our students an opportunity to have 12 months real industry experience, uh, where we give them an opportunity to go through boot camp, to learn business skills, um, and then work as part of my team or any other team within RMIT that do that sort of data and analytics work, um, get uh, experience, and then for six months, uh, they can work as uh, junior consultants for mm-hmm. other industries uh, and our, our other industry partners. So what is that uh, if not changing the, the, the culture of the organization? Because we give the students the best opportunities that mm. they might have in life. That is amazing. So that is the, um, did you say that's called the Data Innovation Hub? That's so right. That is that's incredible. So there's there's a component of of a boot camp. There's a component of of working uh, within the um, RMIT within RMIT as as data analyst, data scientist, and then uh, and then yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever your uh, you know career sort of um, aspiration is. Wow, and then and then there's a component of um, an external. A role as well, is that right? That's right, and it's it's. I mean, it's a win-win for every single yeah. um, you know party to to that module because industry gets someone who's already been uh, trained and worked in uh, our agile squad delivering data and analytics projects for six months, right? So uh, really different, and they've been through boot camp. Uh, students get real experience and real chance to. Uh, get a job at the end uh, of the 12 months as well. Um, 
for for our staff. It's really good as well. They have a chance to mentor young, smart people, uh, but also because it's very, really, it's 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 really very beneficial for people. But also uh, we have some hands in um, our own projects as well. So I think it's a it's an amazing theme. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we encourage everybody uh, to think about how you can uh, utilize this theme in, in your organization. So if you think um, you need, uh, you know, students like that, uh, we're happy to hear from you. I love it. That That is fantastic. And um, definitely it's a model that I hadn't heard of uh, before and one that I, I love. I love it. It sounds fantastic. Um, yeah, because you're you're helping create these these new professionals in the space um, from from an education perspective, but now additionally you're giving them experience throughout twelve months. It is outstanding. Um, that's that is great. And as a, as a related question, how um, I wanted to ask you about the 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 data data science, data analytics, and data engineering knowledge that exists in the organization uh, from the academics and the researchers' perspective. How how is your area working with the different parts of the of the university that have um, knowledge in in these domains? It's a really good question. Um, so there were a couple of projects where we actually worked with academics hand in hand, uh, and they helped us to develop some of the methodologies and uh, sort of worked with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it works the other way around as well, because mm-hmm. um, some of our staff, uh, uh, especially people in the learning analytics uh, space, um, you know, uh, someone is actually writing a book, uh, uh, a chapter in a book uh, about learning analytics that mm-hmm. Uh, potentially will be one of the uh, sources of knowledge for our students and academics right. as well. So it's sort of right. both ways. But we also run um, uh, think tanks with academics. Mm-hmm. Uh, they understand what needs to be done, what uh, they see some of the issues because they are the key uh, recipient of, uh, of, of data. And we need to make sure that uh, uh, they are supported with uh, data to do the best they can in their teaching and research. And so uh, we get um, uh, our professional uh, teams and, and academic teams to work together and to brainstorm what are some of the key questions that we can't answer right now that we really need to start thinking about as our strategic analytics project. Um, and that works very well because you can see all different perspectives um, um yeah so that's i think that's that's really working well that's outstanding that is that is a great way to leverage um all that knowledge and talent within the organization and um yeah bring it together but make sure that the that the knowledge is is flowing and being applied excellent 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 um i wanted to uh, for us to jump into the the poll results and um and we can talk through the the answers so we've had 95 96 percent of people have responded answered the poll so thank you very much everyone for for doing that and i will share the results now so they should be popping up on everyone's screen um let me know if you cannot see it 
Um, so question one was, do you get interns in your team? And 56% of people said yes, and 44% of people said no. Um, so really, really interesting. What, what are your, uh, your thoughts on that, on that response, Nona? Oh, look, I just, I can't even explain how um, beneficial it is to work with students. Uh, only yesterday, we, um, in my team, we had a great presentation from two students uh, from the Master of Science degree, uh, because we, we gave them a project to look at um, how we define our maturity, data analytics mm -hmm. maturity. We use mm -hmm. DCAM um, as one of the methodologies. And what are the ways to improve uh, how we get better response to our surveys and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It was the project that they could do quickly as part of their course. Um, it's, uh, uh, we call it wheel students. So it's work integrated learning. Mm -hmm. They are with us for, uh, you know, a number of weeks and they are um, performing one of the projects. Um, it's, it's great. We, we would probably never have time to do this, uh, mm -hmm. but they are specialists in this sort of statistical analysis and they've done a great job. So why wouldn't you use mm -hmm. students? Why wouldn't you give them uh, an opportunity? I think that's amazing. Um, and, you know, if you want them for longer, six months or even longer, uh, that's fine. You know, come and talk to us and we will, you know, universities are uh, very flexible and we will help you. That's great. That is great. And I know uh, from, from my side, at least, um, in, all, in all my roles, I've always had interns come in uh, from, from university and found it always uh, very, very beneficial. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of them um, go on to, to become grads with us and, um, and do a really good jobs. Sometimes we give them the, um, some of the harder problems that, that we have. And we, last, this last summer, summer just gone, we had a, an intern come in, an intern come in and um, straight out of university and he was doing some deep learning models for us. Um, and I'm working in healthcare at the moment. And the idea was to find procedures, uh, so surgeries or, or treatments that were similar to one another um, based on their description, uh, based on the time where people were having it and a bunch of other factors. And, and the interns were able to do that and they did a really good job. Uh, so definitely sometimes they'll, they'll surprise you in, in, with their capabilities. That's um, fine. Yeah. Really great. Question number two was, are there data owners or data trustees in your organization? Um, the winning answer was both with 44%. And then it was neither with 25%. Um, what, what are your, your thoughts there, Nona? Well, I think the people that, um, that answer neither... <laughs> Uh, in some sort of trouble, I, I think, um, uh, because if you don't have these roles defined, uh, how do you ensure that people understand who is responsible for making decisions about data? Um, are you making that decisions for them? Mm. Uh, you know, are you collecting data before uh, you start using your uh, in your data models? And never go back to the, you know, the way that, that incorrect data come from and 
you know, it's like a never-ending cycle. Mm. Uh, the data needs to be collected at the point of entry or at least as early as possible mm. in a process. Um, and if these people don't have these roles, then I'm not sure how you're managing data, really. True, 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 true. I am. Um... Yeah, I I agree. It's um, yeah, super important to have these these roles to to open up information to be used across the organization and to to help the the organization change their mindset between um, having people hog the data within operational systems and it flowing across the organization for it to deliver That's value. Right. Mm. And so, in terms of the like data owners and data trustees, look if data owners work for you well that's all well and good um but i think it still has that connotation it's my data you know mm -hmm. uh i can decide if i know you i'll give it to you uh, but if i don't know you well i'm not sure yeah um you are data trustee you, you manage it on behalf of the company you need to be able to share it and it's so important to give our data scientists all the data that they need and as quickly yeah. as possible so that they don't have to go through multiple approvals with multiple data owners mm -hmm. because it takes so much time and so much effort where they can actually do what they are good at, which is creating data models. Yeah. So I would, I would really advocate uh, for data trustees rather than data owners, but at the end of the day, if it works for you, it's still better than neither. Very true. Very, very true. Thank you. Question three was, does your organization have an explicit and widely known data strategy? And I said, it said, i.e., do you know about it? 69% um, of people said yes, and 31% of people said no, um, and that the organization doesn't have an explicit or widely known data strategy. Um, what what are your thoughts, Nona? Uh, look, I think it's actually a good outcome. 69% mm -hmm. of people believe that they have data strategy, which is really good. Um, when I started uh, with this industry, um, you know, many years ago, uh, I was working in one of the first in Australia uh, chief data offices um, mm -hmm. organizations. At the time, it was unheard of. You know, who is this person? What their role is? Uh, no one thought about data strategy. But nowadays, everything is about data. Mm. Uh, it doesn't matter what uh, your organization is. Without data, it's not going to be successful. Mm. Uh, you know, if, if your computers uh, can be restored, if you lost data <laughs> that sits within it or stored within it, you don't have anything, you know, you, you can't really fulfill your objectives. So data is extremely important. And, and that role of the chief data officer is very important. And I think it's these people that bring the data strategy to life, really. Um, in some instances, it's chief information officer. In some instances, it's chief digital officer. Mm -hmm. um, uh, look, they, it could be different for different companies, but I think it's extremely important because you don't organize your data very well. If you still have uh, an old, I don't know, uh, business data warehouse that can't handle large volumes of data or unstructured data, um, you can't do what you need to do. 
um, and that's really important. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's no. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. That's really really good. Question four um, was: Do you connect with peers and data leaders within and across your organization? So internally within the organization. Um, 88% of people said yes, and 13% of people said no. Um, really interesting. What, what are your, um, any, any thoughts to, to share there, Nuna? Yeah, look, <clears throat> the more you use data, the more value you get from it. The more you share data, the more value you get from it. So uh, working across organization with all the data leaders is extremely important. And um, we, uh, as part of um, the recent change, we consolidated uh, some of the large uh, data analytics teams uh, within mm -hmm. the central area, but mm -hmm. we still have the, the you know the, sort of the hub and spoke uh, model where we have uh, people outside of the central mm -hmm. area doing data and analytics work, and we talk to them all the time. Uh, like for example, we have learning circles. Um, which is a, uh, you know, one hour um, uh, every fortnight where we get together and someone presents a topic of interest. Right. We invite not just our team. We invite mm. anybody mm. at university who is interested um, because they all are part of our community. You know, we have an analytics leaders forum and we invite everyone across university, not just our team, because it's within these interactions uh, uh, really that we derive most of the value. We do our project well when we work together. Hmm. That's great. That is great. I think it's so important and something that um, more organizations are focusing on. And, and definitely there's, there's a lot of organizations that, that have a, a while to go yet, but it's so important to, to connect uh, internally within the, within the organization. That is great. Uh, question five, which was the last question in the poll is, do executives in your organization trust the metrics they're presented with? Um, and the winning answer was sometimes, which was 69% uh, of people. And then followed by always, which was from 25% of people. And the remaining six said not really. Um, any thoughts or surprises there? Well, I, I definitely want to congratulate anyone in that 25% because you obviously have done something really good <clears throat> if your executive always trusts the data. Um, mm -hmm. um, so well done, guys. Yeah. Um, I think majority are in this sometimes or not really mm -hmm. category. Um, it's hard. It's hard work. Um, you know, every every um, environment is different. Uh, some systems are connected. Some systems are not connected. People uh, get extract and manipulate data within their own uh, spreadsheets. And they're very proud of the spreadsheets. And they, you know, they see it as a state of art, but your spreadsheet might be different from the other spreadsheet. And then uh, when, when two executives get uh, uh, different results, they only trust the data that comes from their own department. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. and so I think to me that comes with, uh, to two things. Um, we, again, we've done a great job uh, last year uh, defining more than 
130 business terms across the university. Wow. They're the terms that are, you know, part of most of the KPIs of the executives. Um, and at least if we understand what that means and sort of uh, clarify the boundaries and what's included in that definition and what's excluded, then we don't have to worry about this bit. Mm-hmm. But now we move to the next stage. Um, now uh, we move to report certification as well. Mm. Uh, we define the criteria uh, for report certification, and that could be, you know, good data quality. That you know where the data come from. Uh, you use agreed definitions, and so, so on and so forth. And now that we agreed uh, on it, um, if your report is not certified, well. You know, you can't mm-hmm. be sure that um, it's based on good quality data, right? Um, and so uh, it's the data trustees that need to uh, approve uh, and that report certification. But again, as I mentioned, they only will do it if uh, most of the data stewards within and outside of their own domain agree that that's, that uh, report is worth certifying. So right. I think it's it's a lot of work. Uh, it's not easy. It's a lot of work, uh, but it's very satisfying um, uh, at the end because uh, it saves so much time uh, and so much stress as well. Um, I think it's worthwhile doing definitely. Oh, I love the idea of having you know certified reports, certified and agreed definitions. It's ah, it's great. It's great. I'll, I love it. The way of the future, no, no. Um, trailblazing. That's what you're doing. Um, we had a really a couple of um, nice comments and, and feedback. So we had from, from Deborah um, said, I thought the information presented was excellent, very thorough, fantastic to listen to and learn from. I'm very pleased I attended. Nona is very knowledgeable in her field and is a person to watch and follows as she sets the pace for everyone else. Really nice comment, Deborah. Thank you. From Tim, um, he said, I work at a university, so it was great to hear about how a university approaches data, especially the idea of the Data Innovation Hub. I agree. That was great. Um, he said, continues to say, uh, Felipe, you've been a really engaging host and your enthusiasm has helped the conversation flow. Thanks, mate, much appreciated. And then he says, the use of the survey has been excellent and integrates seamlessly with the conversation. Great. And then overall, well done. I'm glad I attended too. Thank you very much, Tim. Um, And from uh, Henrique says, very informative session, great insights from Nona. Thank you very much. that has been excellent, excellent. I do, just because we have a couple minutes left, I do want to ask you, Nona, about um, some of the really interesting work that you did during COVID-19. Um, obviously, a really, yeah. really tough time um, and um, for, for everyone, for the university, definitely. And I know that you're... Um, you know, leading the charge with you, great uses of data analytics during that time. Could you could you tell us a bit yeah. about about that time? Oh, uh, look, um, I I really have to start by saying uh, everything that I will say can't be attributed to me. It's mm-hmm. my brilliant team that uh, have done 
uh, some of this amazing work. Um, one of the example is um, capacity model uh, that our data analytics team has created. Uh, RMIT is an old um, university. We uh, own six uh, percent of CBD buildings, um, and uh, <laughs> you know, with sort of more than ninety buildings. Uh, it's really hard to understand what the capacity for every different activity is that a lecture, is that a, uh, you know, some sort of practical uh, thing that a student needs to do. What is it and what's available to us? And so just before uh, COVID, um, it, we had an idea or our executive had an idea that we're running out of capacity and we actually need to purchase another building. That's like hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm. And when we created the model, um, capacity model, we, uh, we basically have proven that we don't need that. Uh, we, we haven't reached the capacity. Wow. Moreover, when COVID hit uh, and we needed to apply uh, social distancing rules, we could do it with the what-if analysis uh, for this predictive model. Um, and we... Uh, actually informed the decision to sell another building and that helped university significant during the hard times. Um, so I'm very proud uh, of mm. the work that um, uh, my team has done. Uh, it's been really innovative and it really helped university to succeed. I think probably the other one is um, this work started even before uh, I joined university, but again, I'm so proud of uh, skills within within uh, learning analytics and 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 um, uh, all of the people that were involved in it, uh, we created um, uh, an early warning signs system or mod model, uh, analytics model, predictive model um, to uh, identify students at risks uh, at risk that might be struggling a little bit and might need additional help. And so when you identify the students early and take action, you actually save people's careers, uh, mm. save people's um, aspirations. It, it's such a satisfying, uh, you know, amazing project, but you're also saving um, uh, revenue for university as well. So it has financial implications, but it has even, even bigger um, you know, human human uh, implications as well. So yeah, I mean, uh, th this this time during COVID really have proven that uh, data analytics is the key um, to university success. Uh, the you know we worked really really hard. Uh, I mean, the demand for data and analytics uh, was growing exponentially. People wanted to know, like, how do we identify students that needed to be contacted in case of emergency? Mm -hmm. um, how do we now build, um, uh, you know, contact tracing uh, yeah. model that uh, will allow us to identify contacts in case someone is infected? So there were so many different projects that we've done during COVID. Um, yeah, and it, it's really, it's really not. I cannot say that it's my achievement, but it's definitely an achievement of my amazing team. 
Incredible, incredible. So impressive. Um, and that is a fantastic note to end on. Uh, can't believe the hour has flown by. I know that there was a couple of questions in the Q&A. Uh, I've, I've answered those. Uh, so hopefully that helps uh, on your journey. Um, Nona, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to walk us through your incredible experience and your perspectives. It's been eye-opening, mind-blowing, and extremely, extremely helpful. Um, and uh, we had a comment there from David uh, that says, this has been a great talk. Thanks a lot, Felipe and Nona. Um, and uh, Pulkit says, thank you for the beautiful and very informative talk. Um, so thank everyone. Thanks for David. everyone who listened and thanks Felipe for organizing. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Anna. Thanks so much, everyone who joined. Come back next Friday, um, same time, 8.30 in the morning. We have Nitish Matthew, who is the Global Head of Data Engineering from Afterpay. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. See you next time. Thanks again, Nona. That was brilliant. Thanks, everyone. Bye. That brings this episode to conclusion. Thank you so much for listening. Please find us on datafuturology.com or on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn or Instagram as Data Futurology. Also go to datafuturology.com forward slash podcast to find the show notes for this and any other episodes. If you like this episode, it would mean a lot to us if you could leave us a review wherever you listen to our podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that it was helpful and valuable for you. Thanks again and see you next time.